Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. <laughs> we got very oh, dramatic. We need, like, we need, like, like, if we could sing, we'd have four parts and do it uh, That was fun. Well, well, anyway. This is the finale, Tim. This is it. This, this is the end. The end. The end. The last finale of season six and the, the last finale. finale of season six. <laughs> Did I say the last finale? I thought well, you did, but... Well, no, the last episode and the finale yes. of we, the series. We can't think straight in case you're wondering, folks. <laughs> yeah, this was the end, and... Ooh, boy. This was uh, this was a roller coaster, even though we had seen it before. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I could count, like, four times that I was crying. Um, <laughs> silent manly tears, of course, but... <laughs> I look over at Natasha a couple times, and she's like... <laughs> we can't see that on the no, oh, yeah, you're wiping your tears off, <laughs> or not wiping. Anyway, yeah, let's get newbie before. I'm sure when we start talking, we're going to start talking. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. I mean, so honey, what did you think of this one? Well, I was either going to cry my eyes out and start bawling, or start eating a brownie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I started with the latter, but I might regress to the former. Actually, I guess it wouldn't really be a regression because it's lost. <laughs> but, but yes, I'm going to start crying when I think about Jack and his father reconciling in the afterlife. And about the fact that Jack dies at the end. And about everyone going away to wherever the next place is. <laughs> to heaven, essentially. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, okay, maybe we won't I'm let you. <laughs> maybe we won't let you talk right away. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it's be- it really is beautiful. I mean, it's a very spiritual episode. It feels like, mm-hmm. even though you know they they have the the stained glass window and <laughs> at the end there that has all the religions in it. It's like, yeah, that's meaningful, I guess. What it really but, is, it is it is a ridiculously effective humanist spirituality. Yeah, because there's no god involved, but it is super effective at selling this humanist or like we're in this together. We love each other. Mm-hmm. We you, we move you, on together. We we depend on each other to to get us through these things, and it's all and the whole like letting go and moving on. If you would convince someone of that idea, this is a perfect representation of it. And the thing is, they tell it in such a dramatic way. It's not like it's like oh, this is absurd philosophy. It's like yeah. we've seen these people, and we know they're they are close to truth in certain aspects. They are. They are. Like people are important. Love is important. Relationships are important. The details, some would say, aren't important, but as a Christian, we would yeah. say, no, the details are important about how what salvation actually is, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. deal more with the philosophy But it is later. very, it is quite beautiful, and it's reconciling of all the people, and bringing them back together, and the remembering, and the, you know, and sometimes some of the people have their, their lives come back to them, like locks, like it's kind yeah. of painful, like yeah. you kind of like, <gasps> you know, it, because it's, Shocking. it's everything. You know, it's interesting, I was thinking... And I guess this was partly kind of keeping what the flash sideways were a secret. But we hadn't, we'd only seen a few people remember before this episode. Mm-hmm. Desmond and Hurley, I think, were the main ones we had and seen. And Charlie had seen something. Charlie had seen something, but I didn't know what he had saw. Yeah. And this one, not only do we have, like, pretty much everyone else doing that, mm-hmm. we also hear the first talk about them leaving, about them going yeah. someplace else. Yeah. I feel like if I remember right, we're first time watching this. I mean, there was already probably speculation that the Flash Sideways was an afterlife. Mm-hmm. I think you slow as we were watching this, you were slowly piecing that together. I mean, we didn't know all the details. There's just but, so much else going on sometimes. Yeah, but, know, yeah. but I do remember, like, by the time you saw 
Locke and Ben's conversation. There's and, something good deep. And her, yeah. you're like, okay, this is definitely like not alternate reality. Yeah, there's something else going on. Yeah. How about we talk about the island plot, which is a little, in some ways, so we can get all the mythology and that stuff, and then we'll, because sideways is really why you watch this finale in many ways. In some ways, yeah, yeah. But I mean, island stuff is good too. But it is good. But so, what what were your thoughts, Janelle? As we come back to you, you doing okay? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Give you some time to sink into your brownie. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think of the on island action here? Uh, I was confused about the whole time Jack was doing his put out the light of the island so that he could kill Locke. I was confused about why he was doing that since he had just taken this vow to protect that very thing. But I guess it did what he meant to because it made Locke mortal. I guess that's that's what I'm deducing. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's the deduction we eventually yeah. came to, too. And, and I think Jack was doing that even when he wasn't quite sure how because he figured Jacob thought Desmond was important. Jack's like, I'm just going to do this whole faith thing and go with Desmond. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was following a thread. He didn't know exactly how it would work out, but yeah. it, was a, it was a good thread. It's like, it, oh, if uh, Jacob thought Desmond was important for something, this must be where he's supposed to go, because... It's Jacob's long con. Yeah. Wait, Jacob's long con, long con is what? Desmond. Desmond. How? Well, we, we're not quite sure no. the details <laughs> ourselves, but we, we've talked a little bit around this. Like, it's possible, you know... Jacob brought candidates to the island. How did he bring candidates to the island? Desmond. With Desmond. Mm -hmm. So it's possible that, I don't know how he would have orchestrated this, but the theory is that somehow Jacob used Desmond, the whole hatch incidents, to get the, basically his immunity to electromagnetism. So he could turn, and he's the only one who could have turned off the island. Yeah, he's the only one who could have pulled out the cork. And he couldn't have, without dying. And And the only way that happens is if he turns the key to save the hatch and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, as Sawyer says, it's a hell of a long time, <laughs> and we don't even really see any ways how this, how no. he orchestrates these things. And at this point, I don't even care. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's yeah. just a, th- a theory at this point. We don't really have a lot of details. It's just that it. if Jacob, you know, I think just in the back pockets imply that Jacob was like, well, if Man Black tries to get off the island, I've got to kill him. There's really only one way I know to do that. Mm-hmm. Just to put out the light of the island. Yes. <laughs> and somebody kill Man in Black. And someone kill Man in Black. Yeah. Him. You get the implication that even Man in Black didn't know that's how that worked. I forget how kind of fun those Jack Locke on island conversations, conversations were. That first that first confrontation where, <laughs> yeah, those actors are just having a blast with the, like, what are you going to do? It's like. Okay, uh. <laughs> so we've been talking about Zen Jack. This episode is, is uh, determined Zen Jack, and it's like super <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to do it with all my might. <laughs> <laughs> Which should it sounds like it shouldn't work, and yet somehow it does. He right. he finally got the whole like man of faith, man of science thing like combined into one. I guess so. Yeah, but like I said, if he's following a train of thought, it's like I'm using logic to determine that this is the path I should take, yep. and I'm just going to have faith that it works. Yep. And he operates with such a sense of conviction about things. Like mm-hmm. he, he says the sort of things Locke used to say, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yep. And is so convinced about whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the whole, I remember that being one thing that took me a while to process. The idea, like, inside the. The magic cave or the light cave is a plug with water, and you take the plug out, and 
like the it, light that's the heart of the island goes yeah. out. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre. It's it, it's the island failsafe. Yeah, I mean, island failsafe. I, I think they've. Did they say that directly that they were doing kind of double like uh, layers of? Okay, so the Swan Station has that failsafe that Desmond pushes, and basically the giant stone is just a big version of that. Well, I mean, they did. They were making allusions to the hatch mm-hmm. uh, all over the place, like Lockbring. Like, hey, you remember lowering someone yeah. down a hole like this? Or, and then they actually did a mirror image of that shot yeah. of them, of both of them looking down the hole. I think it's super clever. I mean, it's that again, like we saw on the, across the sea, that there's just things that repeat and iterations of things on the island. I mean, I'll grant you, it's a big. In some ways, it's a big suspension of disbelief or, like, going along with it, like, okay, this is a weird way for island magic to work, but, it, you know, it's it's lost. They're never going to fully explain no. what this stuff is. Well, and you don't know whether someone made... I mean, it looks half man-made anyways. You know, was that yeah. made at some point? <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, but they don't... I mean, that's not quite answer we need. No, but, it, I mean, yeah, it's fun to speculate about. Sorry, we... we <laughs> yeah, sorry. We, we went off into all that again. Do you have more you want to talk about island action? Um... I'm wondering, I guess, uh, it felt as an audience member like Jack was figuring out bit by bit, or maybe even just barely before, that he was supposed to take on the role of leader and then basically die in order to get the island to the state it needs to be without any man in black in it anymore. Mm -hmm. I had heard you guys hint about a role that Hurley was going to take... And I had wondered about it, and now I see what that was. And uh, that's a whole part of the story that we we don't get. What happens after Hurley yeah. takes on... After Hurley's the new Jacob. Well, we don't see a lot of it, but I will mention the name of the epilogue that was coming up is The New Man in Charge. Oh, okay. So we'll get a little bit a of... A little, little glimpse. Just a very tiny, like, glimpse of, of that. But it's it has been fascinating on this rewatch... To see all the hints about how awesome of a, of a leader Hurley actually is. He was the one that decided that, like, in the first season, hey, we're way too stressed out. Let's make a golf course. It's like, oh, we need to know who everyone is. Let's check out this manifest thing. Oh, like, Sawyer, you really need to get people to be on your side. Let me, let me con you into being nice. <laughs> and even this season, sometimes they'll, we'll talk Jacob stuff, and, like, the camera will, like, look at Hurley. Sometimes we've noticed that, you know, they've, I think this season they knew it and everyone's while like one, one episode or two episodes ago, her was like, well, I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting in the flash sideways, Hurley is, seems pretty chill for the most part. And he's, you know, he's taken charge of his money as opposed to like not knowing what to do with it. He seems mm-hmm. pretty, a good leader and all this stuff. Yes. He, he seems very much in this sideways, like, a. A person with authority. Yeah, the only thing that he was like, the only thing he was a little lacking in was the ladies' department because he <laughs> he was so he had never fully recovered from losing Libby. I guess is the implication. Aww. But but yeah, it's it's been a while on the rewatch to see how like yeah, Hurley is the perfect candidate all along. He was and, way, but yeah, I mean, you needed Jack for the, for this for purpose for, for that the purpose. suicide mission. That that's perfect, Jack. I mean. <laughs> Kill himself fixing things. Of yep. course the guy named Jack Shepard is going to lay down his life for his sheep. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I remember thinking of, about that. Like, that feels like it's both... It's either the worst of Jack or the best of Jack, and I can't remember... Or I can't think which. Like, no, he's going to fix it, and he's going to kill himself fixing it. <laughs> Wasn't he trying to learn not to fix things the whole time? <laughs> I guess is how you do it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean... 
I mean, at the end, it is all about like, well, he did learn there are no shortcuts. There are no take backs. You just, whatever happened, happened. And you have to move on from there. Hmm. So I guess that's, there's that aspect of it. I do think it, find it interesting. He got stabbed in the side, essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh. Again, more of the Christian symbolism there. But they've been hinting about this in the flash sideways. I don't know if you remember, like, the, when he would, like, find himself, he was bleeding on the neck. Yeah. And then there's one, the one part he asks, he calls his mom and asks him, "Did I, when did I have my appendix taken out? He sees the the the, oh the scab and, or the mm. scar on his side, and you think it's just related to his appendix, which did happen on the island, but I think this was hinting at that other thing. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been necessary to bring it up. But anyway. Oh, um, my. Didn't Jack, in, wasn't he injured in the crash there? Yeah, take some up. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. There's, there's a, it, just the ending is so interesting. In uh, maybe you're gonna get there. Sorry if I'm jumping again. That's fine. But um, with how it, the show opens and how the show closes, the parallel bookends. Um, yeah. With Jack laying down, his eyes open at the beginning of the show, and then here they close. Planes going up when it had just come down the other yeah. time. And then in the, in the beginning of the show, Vincent comes and finds him. Mm-hmm. And it just, oh, it made me break down to see Vincent come and, like, be his companion. Me too. He mm-hmm. oh. The dog goes and goes to keep Jack company while he dies. Yeah. Yep. Which is a thing dogs do, don't they? I've, I feel like I've heard that in something. They'll stay by the side of someone until they pass. And I guess Matthew Fox, who plays Jack, he had been told a long time ago that that was how Lost was going to end. It was going to end with the reverse shot, like, of him dying on the island having protected it. Oh, I did not know that. Which is one reason why I, I do wonder about how long they knew about the Hurley thing. Mm-hmm. Since, like, if they knew how, they probably had an, an idea for how Jack was going to die. That's true. But I want to read this. Uh, Lostpedia has an excerpt from the, the episode of the script of that scene where it says... The plane clears the frame, finally free of the island. Jack Shepard has done what he came to this place to do. He has found his purpose, he has found love, and been loved. He has finally found a way to love himself. The bamboo sways across the blue sky, and Jack Shepard's eye closes one final time. He is gone. The end. I just thought, oh, that's very poetic. I had this thought that I'm remembering to say. I just have to admit that it drove me nuts when Kate is about to go off island and comes back to him and is really upset about him not coming with them and is crying and saying she loves him and kissing him and all that sort of thing. And I keep thinking, yeah, okay, you love him. And and when you two were, like, about to get married off island, you look... I don't think she wanted things to fall apart between them, but I don't remember her fighting to keep him necessarily. (laughs) Mm. Kate has a tendency to want what's walking away from her (laughs) or what's not in her reach or or she feels like she loves him because she's about to lose him not Mm. like she has that can't sit still thing and that that just drove me nuts (laughs) that's yeah that's a fair point I mean Lost fans have a weird relationship with Kate. <laughs> uh, that little R&B song, I'll Never Be Lost Again, I sent you, the, there's yeah. a nice little song that talks about the end of Lost. And at some point she says, talks about how Desmond loved Penny and Sawyer loved Juliet and Kate just loved herself. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it does feel very uh, fair weather friend sort of thing sometimes. Like, yeah. I mean, Jack, Jack messed up for sure, but I guess I see your point. Kate could have fought harder for that. And I, I do think sometimes she's one character that wasn't necessarily written as well as she could have been. Because hmm. they do play with certain 
parts of her story consistently. But there's other parts like it's hard to say if she. I'm very curious what happens to all the people who leave the island, and yeah. and see where where do they go from here? Or how do they like? What do Kate and Sawyer do off island? It sounds like Kate is going to help Claire raise Aaron or yeah. something. I think yeah, I don't know what Sawyer does, but I, I think he just goes off and does. But like those two especially, they they're. I mean, it's very satisfying seeing them in the flash sideways. But the sword has been trying to get off island forever. Yeah. He's finally off. And he's finally off. But, I mean, there's a lot, like, in terms of, like, their personal growth, what do they do after this? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the show is about growth and redemption arcs, and it's hard to say that they had a complete one, but there's so much going on, it's hard to... I wonder if I wonder if Miles and Sawyer go do something together. Oh, that's I possible. I mean, they know each other really well. Maybe they'd go into some sort of business. Could be. That would make a lot of sense, actually. I mean, Miles not. has $6 million in diamonds. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> There's history there. and Private detectives or something. <laughs> they probably don't go to the police academy. Um, but I, lo- I love when, when Jid and Sud see Sawyer at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're so like, happy. And they're both, they're both kind of amused, like, you're a cop? Really? Okay. <laughs> Jid is just grinning. And so I was like, hi, <laughs> uh, how you doing? Uh, oh, that was a great one. To, that was, because they were the first ones, I think, this episode to understand. That was that was great. Yeah. You know what? It really was the, the, the ones that got to me, the, the reunions that really got to me, it was always the couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Between those two and then Sawyer and Juliet and... <laughs> that one. Oh, can we, we got a call back to that evil thing at the very, in the premiere. That Juliet's dying, yeah. and then she goes, it worked. And then she goes, let's get coffee sometime, we'll go Dutch. We're both, both from this sideways thing, but the it works makes you think mm. the bomb works, but it's just talking about... Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Uh, you, I don't know if you remember, in the very beginning of the, of the season... Yes. Yeah, yeah, Sawyer's got Juliet in his arms, and she's saying some weird stuff. She's in her afterlife, basically. Oh boy! Saying the things from we have no idea, but yeah, yeah, that's that's wow. I I had completely forgotten about that. That's crazy. Oh boy, that's weird. They plan that stuff way ahead. Okay, there's a lot of flash sideways stuff that we'll get to, but I want to make sure we cover all the island stuff we want to. Two first. man random island thing. Before I forget, one uh, Richard aging, which is nice. He's like. He got and he wants to live now because he can die, <laughs> which is an interesting thing. Like you find new meaning in living when valuable more valuable since it's suddenly you know you're finally aging. I think I read in some one of these Penguin classic booklets I have that to live forever would be a punishment because you would have no hope anymore. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, I think there's something about the yeah. shortness of life. Well, I mean that's very much a. Tolkien sort of thing. That's how, true too. They they talk about the the gift of the children of men, yeah. death being kind of a gift, and and they don't quite understand that why, but the elves yeah. do, and they're like, hmm. I really enjoy that. It's they complete a large number of arcs in this thing, just very satisfyingly, and I I really do enjoy Ben, mm-hmm. um, both get, being able to get number two, and he's just like he tells Hurley who he should be, and he's like I think really honored that Hurley chose him. Oh, yeah. I almost felt like, oh, Ben is finally getting something he's hungered for for a long time, which is to be in close collaboration with Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, th- I think we can assume, based on what we see here, I think there's a lot of what Ben was doing with Locke was just self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think he was super interested in 
well, I don't know. It's hard to, to read exactly, but a lot of it says how quickly he was like working with different people. Oh, I think you're just trying. Yeah, you're just trying to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. basically. So if you're with Man in Black, you're like, yes, yes, sure, I'll, I'll help you out. Whatever. And then just uh, quiet miles. <laughs> but yeah, there is something very poetic about. It ends with Ben basically not being the one in charge of the island, but in a servant role, essentially. But also helping protect the island that he he cared so much about. He like he's almost he's finally grown enough to to actually have a hand protecting it in a real way. Mm, yeah. And then that scene in the sideways where he's like, I I gotta stay here and work through some more stuff. I mean, yeah, he's got a long time to go. <laughs> yeah. That was very interesting. Yeah. Apparently, there was a. Um, scripted at one time. I don't know if it's a deleted scene if they ever filmed it or not. But there was at one point a scripted scene about how Ben remembered his time on the island. Maybe they didn't tell us, yeah. But we don't see that here, which is which is okay. It's okay to be ambiguous and he's not moving on anyway. But I'm grateful for the, those scenes we had between Hugo and with, with Locke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Island action. Island action. Um, well, actually, one, one thing about this episode overall. It is wonderful to see them tie things back and forth and they'll mention a character and the next scene is about oh, them and the, the organization of the scenes is just I mean it's really good yeah the writing is very good sometimes they'll like reference something that was going on in the island right in the flash sideways yeah. like good job Dr. Shepard <laughs> right after you killed Locke yeah. <laughs> uh, a little pointed oh and the such interesting parallelism that on island Jack kills the fake Locke, and in Purgatory, he helps Locke stand again. Yeah, there's a lot of unseen foreshadowing in the conversation between Jack and Locke before the surgery. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to fix you, or I'm going I'm to fix this. And Nick and I are looking at each other like, yeah, he's yeah. about to. <laughs> oh, boy. In both places. Yeah, they, this, I mean, season six has probably more of that layering parallelism and connections than any other season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's but, impressive. Since we're talking about the overall structure, let's go back to the very beginning of this episode, which feels like a long time ago. But oh yeah, the, it's that a great beginning, beautiful music. It's kind of it really does feel like the setup for this is it. What's going to happen? We're pushing toward the end. In bookends, you got the coffin in the beginning, coffin in the end. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they're saying the whole thing up. Yeah, Christian Shepherd's coffin showing up. Mm-hmm. It's a very well written collection of so of, much stuff. Yes. <laughs> how do we how do we get all this started and. Fun story, I was telling you guys this earlier. When I first saw this, I was at film school, which at film school we have these things called screening rooms, which basically, you know, big screen, small room for, you know, for student films and other, uh, sometimes you had classes in there, you watch a movie for class. So we convinced the professors to let us use one of these screening rooms for the finale of Lost. So that's how I got to see it on the big screen nice. with a bunch of people. And it was, it was a ton of fun. Probably easily the biggest crowd-pleasing moment the confrontation between fake Locke and Jack on the cliffside. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we saw that there were a hoot and hollers, like, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was like being at a, you know, going to see a superhero movie, basically. And that, it's a great fight scene. Yeah. I suppose it's appropriate that Locke would die by falling off a long distance. Oh, boy. <laughs> fake Locke, but yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another interesting behind-the-scenes story. Apparently, while while they were in the process of filming this thing, of course, they were using a, a safety knife. But I guess because of like how sometimes these safety knives will bend and do weird things, I guess they they sometimes had a real knife on on set. And there was this one time when Terry O'Quinn, who plays like, accidentally used the real knife for the stab. 
But thankfully, the guy playing Jack had a like Kevlar thing underneath his shirt. I stopped it, and he's like, "Oops!" <laughs> like he, it could have been really bad if he hadn't been wearing that. Oh man! <laughs> so, anyway, that's a fun behind the scenes moment there. It's really exciting them trying to get off on the plane, but it's always a little interesting because, like, as soon as they get off, like. Five seconds later, the island's fixed. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for what they're doing, and it's a lot, a lot of fun and action. But, but they, they don't know that. It's just after the fact, yeah. you're like, oh, they were all this hurrying to get off, and it's like, oh, no, the island's fine. <laughs> I wonder if they have, you know, I thought, do they have to go all the right, the right... Uh, vector? Vector, or is it because it just turned on, it doesn't matter? I would, no, it doesn't care, I don't care, but it, would, it occurred to me as a question. It is a good, it is a good question. Well, and then Ben tells Hurley, you know, you don't have to follow the same rules as Jacob, so it makes you wonder what exactly those rules are. There's still, like, cer- only certain ways you can get off the island, but... The new Jacob will let you, you know. Yeah, if you don't have to use the same bearing, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it made sense for coming in. You want to protect the island, so you don't want a lot of people coming in. Yeah. But going out, might just leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's possible. That's a good, that's a very good question. I mean, like I said, we we see a little bit of what Hurley is up to. Not a lot, but it's fun to think about all the different ways he might have run the island differently. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm very curious if he wound up like maybe bringing his own family onto the island or or if he just told his mom no i got a new job somewhere else and he just goes back and forth and yeah yeah. i don't know it's it's fun to think about random i point i just thought it was an interesting they they do so good job setting things up if you pay attention where jack ends up when he puts a stone thing back in and comes out or teleports out i believe the same place the man in black's dead body shows up yeah i mean they're setting up stuff without you thinking about it sometimes Mm. and it's it's just impressive yeah I, i'm not sure i would have picked up on that but same yeah. position i mean mm-hmm. maybe it's not mm-hmm. the same place but all the circumstances it looked very similar yeah. yeah it looked pretty close we probably do sideways now uh, pr- probably i mean the online online action is is pretty great but it is very much very plot focused um mm-hmm. and this is getting long already i knew this would be a long episode but I don't care. It's the end. It's a double length. Episode. Three hours, guys. <laughs> the, well, I think when it was on TV, it was like two and a half hours long. No, it, no, our, our podcast. Oh, our podcast is three hours. <laughs> uh, which Hardcore is, history. Only Lost can get away with that sort of thing. The extra half hour. Yeah. <laughs> which I think they went for like straight from that to Jimmy Kimmel Live and had a like Lost recap or something. But interesting. Anyway, flash sideways uh, stuff. So all all the remembering scenes were great. Mm-hmm. Enough said. <laughs> I, I just like just little things like you know they were especially interesting watching the act, the actors' faces, especially if someone else was in the scene that like didn't know. Mm. Like during the, the Claire birth or Aaron's birth, I guess Kate's realizing it and Charlie shows up and he doesn't know yet. And just the way she talked, it's just some of those yeah, well, a lot of layers of dialogue and expressions that I think just worked really well. Yeah, when one of them knows it and the other doesn't. and Everyone brought their A-game acting-wise. It's true. It's true. Yeah, Charlie and Claire was another one of those heart-wrenching moments because we hadn't seen them for a long time together. And, yeah, and just those... <laughs> the flashbacks, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> of the previous on island stuff. Yeah, just I mean, every time you saw someone who you hadn't seen in a long time, or even ones you had, and but you were seeing scenes, mm-hmm. it just kind of encapsulates this whole show about how important these characters have been to each other. It's just super. It's super clever how they got. They just kept intertwining the different angles, and almost everyone ends up at this concert. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting that. Um, 
Eloise, you know, her real thing, why she didn't want Desmond doing this, because she didn't want Faraday to leave yet. She had her whole other life was basically trying to destroy her son, or lead her son to be oh. killed. So this whole time she'd like, don't take him away from me yet. Mm-hmm. Which I think was an interesting, just little subplot there, I mean. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't see Daniel or uh, Charlotte have their moment, but they were both there. And Desmond's like, well, no, I'm not taking them. You know, they got time still. Yeah. Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah. Did you have any favorites, um, Flash Sideways moments? Oh, boy. I remember enjoying Sun's flashback, or, or remembering mm-hmm. moment. I think Jax was one that really got to me, mm-hmm. too. Just because, I guess the flashes that are most common are the the ones where the person is reunited with their sweetheart. But I thought the ones that weren't that were all, were equally interesting. Like Locke's was... Mm-hmm. I remember being able to stand and walk and move around. Mm-hmm. And something clicked for him. Because in his real life he didn't have a lover. Which is really bittersweet. But he seemed a lot happier remembering his life. And I thought it was really interesting that for Kate the trigger was helping deliver Aaron again. Yeah. Because in some ways, Aaron was her the thing that changed her the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. It was the thing that made her want to settle down. And it is interesting, at the end, she and Jack are holding hands, but they don't have a big kiss. I mean, Kate talks about, I missed you a lot. Uh, they did get their kiss, though, in this episode. Did they? Well, they kissed on the <laughs> island. They didn't, kiss, they didn't kiss in the flash sideways, no. which I don't know if, yeah, I don't know what you want to read into that. I think that they were they were both vital and important to each other's lives, but, but it I don't know how much more you can read. I mean, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, they had a tumultuous relationship, so I guess, yeah, yeah it would, it's well, just a different vibe. Well, they were, they were essential to each other. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. But what if, it seemed like whatever was each person's thing or a hot-button issue that, that drove their, how they clicked, or how they, how they did what they did, was... The thing that made them remember mm-hmm. their lives when they were in their afterlife. And mm-hmm. I particularly felt there was something touching about, for Jack, it was touching his father's coffin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, Jack. It's it's all of his dad's stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he's been chasing his father's ghost, basically, since the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And now he's a ghost. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, he found it, I guess. And dead Christian Shepherd. The real dead Christian Shepherd seems a lot nicer than either the live <laughs> Christian Shepherd or the man in black posing as Christian yeah. Shepherd. <laughs> He's probably been working through his own stuff. Probably. I guess so. Oh, and I wa- well, never mind. I was going to say, I wonder if some of it was having to be apart from his son for so long, but he also said there is no now. So Yeah. Not. Yeah, he mentioned that like some of them died before you, some of them died way after you. Hurley, um, probably. Hurley, probably, yeah. <laughs> for one. So, but they are all there at the same time, essentially. So it's, yeah, it's kind of vague, vague on what's going on there. One thing I want to bring up, I remember at the time I was, I was a little unsure about how I felt about Saeed being Mm. with Shannon at the end. Oh yeah. I never fully bought that relationship a little bit more this last time, but I remember when this first came out, I was like, but Saeed should be with Nadia. Why, why Shannon? Yeah. I, I feel like, Nadia was the love of Saeed's life. Mm-hmm. But, for whatever reason, Shannon was more uh, part of the island. And I, I wonder if it's Nadia in both before the island and then after when you marry her, 
both times it's connected with memories of him being bad. Yeah, that that thought crossed my mind. It, there is a lot of baggage when it comes with his relationship with Nadia. And his relationship with Shannon was, I guess, if you look at it one way, it was just a fling. If yeah. you look at it another way, it was him making a relationship with a stranger, someone he didn't, you know, he hadn't tortured before he met. Yeah. It was kind of this two strangers helping each other work through the trauma of being stranded on an island. Because when when he had, you know, he had Nadia up for nine months and he was happy, but then that's what made him a killer again. Mm-hmm. And now, it's still a little strange, but they did set up the whole sideways, at least with the conceit that he doesn't believe he can get with Nadia anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that's just built into the sideways, whether you like it or not. At least I think they set it up. Yeah. I'm not I, sure it's the best, and I mean, they did it because of the t- it's a TV show. I mean, I guess but. I guess if you wanted to be real picky, you could say that maybe Saeed actually needed to stay in the Flash Sideways Purgatory a little bit longer with Ben, because he's mm, got a lot of blood yeah. on his hands, too. And I bet you're right there. He didn't really seem to have gotten over a lot of it. <laughs> but, I, I mean, this sounds weird for me to say, because as someone who doesn't actually believe in a purgatory, I don't think <laughs> that's how their rules. works. But yeah, if you play by their rules... I could see how you could make an argument for it. but it's it's cleaner and it feels right. I mean, you should have all the oceanic survivors there, or at least the ones that are in the core group. <laughs> you don't see Anna Lucia or Mr. Echo yeah. in that last scene, but... Eh. Well, it's one of these things in some ways that... Or Michael, for that matter. Oh, that Michael. Well, he's on the island. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's still stuck on the island. We never yeah. see him in the Flash Sideways no, He's all. never moved into that. But I think... They can't move on. They can't yeah. move on. Not yet, at least. I bet, I, bet Hurley, I bet Hurley got him to move on eventually. Maybe. But, um... Well, again, that's another example of, you know, this is a beautiful, well-written version of a humanist, you know, in some ways emotional-based. And, you know, you can't push the logic too far on the purgatory. It makes great sense with its rules. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you were going to be, like, one of those, like, wait a minute. Yeah. Which is not how, what it's trying to be. And, yeah. um Fair point. <laughs> okay, talk about another reunion that's that's kind of fun. Hurley seeing Charlie again. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Hurley just has this big stupid grin on his <laughs> face. And Charlie's like, what are you doing with him, mate? It's so great, yeah. <laughs> you got a concert to play, dude. <laughs> I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> shoots yeah. him with a tranquilizer that's gun. Oh, it's fun stuff. And then he brings it back and says, like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> this big guy is not who I thought he was. It is interesting, Jack. You know, his thing's always been, like, he accepts things much later than everyone else does. <laughs> I mean, yes. even the sideways. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It takes him the longest, or in at least in film time, it takes him the yeah. longest to have his eclipse moments. Was... Okay, I just said we shouldn't push the logic, but here's my two logic questions. <laughs> I have a feeling I know where you're going with this, but go for well, it. Well, one is Gian. It's just like, okay, baby, we're just going to move on with this baby, which is fine. But then does she have a life of some sort at some point? Um, <laughs> Good question. And I, don't, I don't. But like David. Yes. Where, where did it happen to David? Yeah, that's a very good now, question. Now, Locke says, you don't have a son. Yeah. So it, is it just a construct of the sideways, or is I know there's a theory too that was a Kate's Kate's baby. Like yeah. it wasn't actually. It's so they did show here that in the flash sideways logic, it was Jack and Juliet's baby. We had an interesting last Carson was her last name. Well, yeah, I guess Burke was probably one of her previous married names. Yeah, because didn't she have more than the one X? I'm trying to remember that. I thought it was no. just that X. Was it just the one? Just the evil, just the horrible one. man, just the jerk. Okay. Yeah. The well, jerk that she also worked for. Well, yep. I'd have to look to see if that's her original. But that is interesting. She had a different name here. 
But yeah, I, I don't know what's up with that because there's no way that David was a real life child of Jack and Juliet. No. But so it's either he's a construct or Jack and Kate really had a baby that Kate had later. And that's one of those questions that like on one hand, you'd like answer. On the other hand, it doesn't really fit anywhere nicely here. I mean, yeah. you can see why they skipped it because they're focused, very laser focused on our original people. I suppose if you were to have a sequel series that lost, it could be about all these kids who like <laughs> Aaron and, and Gian and maybe Walt. You're just like, what are we doing? doing? Like, else? Yeah, our parents <laughs> like, left us and abandoned us. And... <laughs> yeah, boy. So, yes, yeah, we don't know what happened to them. And there was one other person I was trying to figure out what, that was kind of a construct. <laughs> Maybe I can't. Uh, I lost it, though. But yeah, you just got. Yeah, it's hard to know how much. And again, they don't explain the rules. And I, uh, I guess you don't need them. But, oh, I know. Locke was married in this version. Oh, yeah. Helen. Yeah. yeah. And there was no talk of her at the end of all this at all. Locke is just happily moving on without a without a sweetheart, happy as a clown. Yeah. So uh, is that not So is that not actually Helen or I don't know. Yeah, knows? I mean like are the only real people the people that were on the island at some point? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I guess I guess that's where things get fuzzy. And I'm, I'm hoping they have some sort of answer to that and maybe they don't care. <laughs> because they just want to tell this story and they told it well. Yeah. But, yeah, fair enough. Well, we've had other questions about like if you die in the afterlife in purgatory, does you what is it? What happens to you after that? You get kicked back out with Michael, <laughs> <laughs> and then you cycle back in because like obviously you're dying. Something went you weren't doing things right. I don't know if there's much more to, now that we finished all this. I don't know what more if there's any more to prove or confirm your theory about no the I thought being, something else about but. the island being connected to the afterlife. Like yeah, sure, maybe. Why not? I won't fight it, but I'll... Shrug. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll just throw out here that Michael Giacchino music at the end. Or right. just it was. I think that's how he's technically supposed to pronounce it. It's not Giacchino, it's... I think look it on Twitter and it says Giacchino. Giacchino. Yeah, I think oh, okay. so. And I could, if someone can prove me wrong, I might be wrong again. But, but anyways, yeah. his music was top-notch this episode. Mm-hmm. You made us cry many times. <laughs> the whole, the whole, you know, we, every once in a while we have those, like, slow-mo scenes and we just have a long enjoyable one for this yes well several it feels like well yeah like mm -hmm. pretty much every time someone wakes up but then also the beginning and the end yeah with a lot of classic island themes in the middle yeah. i think i mentioned to you texted you the other day that the whenever they do the, like the island mystery uh mythic stuff it yeah. reminds me of the uh the arc theme from raiders of the lost ark they're like dun, dun, dun. i can't yeah. i can't help it very well it, I, yeah and it very well could have been inspired by that since yeah he's a fan of that stuff Throughout, we, we didn't mention on on island. Just every time, um, my brain just died. Bernard and what's oh Bernard Rose, and Rose. Rose, and Rose and Bernard. Bernard are, oh, they're yeah. always great. They're only sane people that's ever lived on the island. So, do you think their their house flashed through time with them? No, no. I think they just had to start over again. Like they were like, "Well, we built it in '75, and then we flashed, and then I don't know where we are." I read. That they had to restart. <laughs> well, but the, the, here's the thing. They, that last flash only happened like a week ago. In a recent episode, Miles said, when I lived here 30 years ago, a.k.a. last week, there hasn't actually been that much time that has passed on the island since then. No, oh, I thought he was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, wait, you're right. Well, I guess we had the whole, like, if you're touching things, maybe they're just, it was nighttime or they were in their house. And yeah, I, I mean, cause I it was, it was a very elaborate house and I was trying to remember where we saw them and cause we saw them at the end of season five or toward the end of season five. Yeah, That was the last time we saw them, I think. Uh, 
And I was trying to remember if they were at their house or if they were somewhere else. I thought they were at their house, but I could be wrong. But anyway. They're always fun to see. Yeah, and it, I remember being worried for them at first. Like, oh man, don't kill them off in the finale, but no, they're fine. We'll just be ignoring Hurley, whatever Hurley's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but think that Hurley would be motivated to leave them in peace and yeah, yeah. do arrange things so that they can live happily ever after. And- He'll probably show up sometimes, have talk with them, leave, you yeah. know, dinner parties. So, fun fact about the the cast in this episode, they gave main character status to, like, all of their major recurring characters, which is interesting. Like, even Rose and Bernard were listed as main cast, and the guy who plays Christian Shepard, and uh, Pierre Chang, even though he only appears in one scene. Yeah. Which I think that means they get, like, a higher pay amount, pay amount or something for being main cast, which is kind of a nice thing. It's kind of a nice homage to, like, you are all very important to this show. Yeah. You all, everybody. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the subtitle of this episode. <laughs> Not really, but okay. No, but I mean, I mean, meaning-wise, yeah. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> you all, everybody. All right, well, this is probably going to be the longest episode of the Weekly Hijack ever. Yes. But that's okay. You know what? We started the Weekly Hijack with Lost. I don't know if you folks remember that, because that is quite Age a while ago. Me. Yeah, let me, I'll bring that up here. Um, and we're going to do one more episode after this, folks. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the end, um, but we're going to do one more hijack that is about the epilogue, the new man in charge. It's a DVD bonus feature. And then we'll kind of give our summary thoughts about Lost overall. Yep. Because our very first hijack was January 15th, 2015. Six years ago. Wow. We're finally finishing off Lost took a break in there we after the second season of course yeah, for a long time for a long time so we could do talk more about doctor who and once upon a time and babylon 5 but yeah and then we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a break from hijack it's gonna go on hiatus after the next week's episode uh which if i've counted this out right this these episodes will be out toward the end of december the end of 2021 so it will be a good time for a break so be looking forward to that next time um until then i guess i'll wrap this up Thank you, Lost. This has been a fun ride, and we are going to kind of wrap things up in the next one. Until then, this is Tim. This is Nick. And Janelle. And Natasha. Bye-bye. <laughs>